Peace, love, and fucking butterflies. It's Juanita, and most of you may know me from TikTok. Sorry I missed you guys last week. I think it's best that I take the Monday after a holiday off. Because <laughs> I like to enjoy my time a little bit. And you don't really realize how much you're committed to until Monday rolls around. But I promise you, not, I'm not complaining. I'm just often in awe about the spaces in which I am living my dream, no matter how small. So many people fall to, fall, no, excuse me, fall into the confines of what it means to dream and what success actually is because they haven't quite identified it for themselves. Here lately, one of my greatest accomplishments are in the way in which I handle my children. I made it a manifestation and an intention that when my younger children came home for summer, that I would share the healed version of myself. I could often have an outer body experience on purpose and watch myself give my best self to the world. And then when it came to my children, I could lose my shit. And I can justify it. Because y'all don't listen. And I got postpartum. And this is too fucking much. Just do what I ask. And I had to come to this conclusion. Because I had got tired of having those conversations where people would say, You need to beat them. You need to implement more structure. And I don't like when they try to hide corporal punishment in the word structure. Especially in the African-American community where they really believe that you can beat something out of somebody. And that's just weird to me. Because when Susan and HR pisses you off, when Shorty at McDonald's don't give you your sauce without attitude, you don't try to beat shit out of her. Why do we give that shit to our children? I could never grasp the concept of beating things out of them when I got to a certain level of maturity. I did beat my older kids. I raised them initially the same way I was raised. We won't whip ass, and this is what we're supposed to do, and this is how it is. Because what else is there? Until I had to realize as my postpartum was trying to settle back in and I was slowly losing an internal battle in my mind, like somebody called my psychiatrist, I need my meds, I am not okay, excuse me, I don't know if I am battling the cold or whatnot, but um, I was like, something's got to get, and so one night I listened to my six-year-old have a slight temper tantrum and continuously bring me out of mental comfort, he does this scream that would make you think somebody is removing his limbs while he is completely aware and it just brings up something in me. So I had to Google, why do certain sounds take me over the edge? And I mean, not just irritate me, I lose my shit. And it's called misophonia. Misophonia? Definitely worth the Google. M-I-S-phonia. P-H-O-N-I-A. I'm going to make this a part of my life mission to research this because what I've been learning about myself in spaces where I lose control of my internal agency, when my what I am experienced auditorily is interrupted, when the dog is pulling me and I'm no longer in control of my faculties, 
those things just enrage me. And when I dug a little deeper, it all circles back to trauma. It all circles back to sexual violations where I was not in control of what was happening to me. And I was not going to be in that moment. I was not able to speak up for myself. So when I meet those moments as the adult, as the protector of my inner child, I lose my shit. (laughs) That is not healthy. But I had to do it enough to understand it to be the trauma response that it is. Now that I understand why, I can work to fix it. So what I learned with all of this pushback my children were giving me and showing up with just disrespectful natures like, nigga, who you playing with? Like, you gonna make me put my hands on you. But I gotta remember that I teach them nobody can make you do anything. I'm about to let myself put my hands on you because I am not in control of the reactions or the responses to your action. And I don't like that. So let me take a step back. So I had to start thinking out of the box. Baby, when I say I've been wearing these children out, when children are screaming and acting out, some of them are assholes or moments. Some moments are just asshole moments. They're people. Let them have it. There are other moments where they are screaming to have their needs met. And because they can't rise to our occasion, they will bring you down to our level, right? So for my child, especially, if he's doing that aggravating scream, if he's just not listening because, excuse me, all publicity, well, negative publicity is, is publicity, right? You know that thought process. Children often feel like that when it comes to attention as well. I was like, this isn't going to work. So before, I had to, I had to close the gap in which he, which he needed me. Excuse me, y'all. So what I'm saying is, before you got to a space where you had to get the screaming and blah, 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 I met you at the door, the metaphoric door, with affection, conversation, and then I got more engaged in planning and interaction. When I say we've been outside, y'all, we've been outside. So, not just running them ragged, but giving them experiences. Man, I'm so sorry. So, I try to always take a deeper look at things. You know, I say, you gotta tire them out. You gotta play them hard. That is true. I want my children to have experiences, though. I don't just want to tire them out so they sleep good. I want them to experience something so that when they become in control of their own lives... They're not hindered by the confines of their mind. If I make them live out of the box, they will never know the box exists. They will look at everybody else like, boy, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why don't you want to do X, Y, and Z? Or why haven't you done X, Y, and Z? Not to be entitled. Not to be judgmental or feel a superior. But to understand, baby, the world is literally your oyster. Slurp it up. Make some pearls live it up, swim with it, do what you will. And I just had to keep pouring because as much as I tried to combat it with the information and the know-how that I previously had, I was going to lose. And I was going to lose myself. 
and it wasn't worth it. I have no interest in being zombied, so to speak, on medication or having a baseline so calm because I am medicated or taking three hours to wake up every morning because them is strong, honey. Hold on, guys. I had no no desire to do that. And so I said, I'm not doing it. I was running from a certain level of involvement with my children because I allowed the thought of motherhood to be burdensome. I thought my children were costing me something in my own life, in my own experiences. And I dug deeper into that thought and realized I had a child at 17. It felt like life was over before it began, before I could really dive into who I was and who I wanted to be and what I was going to do with my life. I had to shift into thinking about a million other things for someone else that I was once responsible for. Honey, and like the Juanita I was, I didn't stop there. I had a kid at 18, and then I was pregnant by 19, and I lost that child, and it's like, whoa. So in my early adolescence, with a round belly. And on top of that, single motherhood. That felt like the plague. Because I didn't lay down by myself. I have no, I have no, no desire to do this through and through by myself. What you mean? I could not grasp what I refused to grasp. And in my early years, I didn't realize I was dealing with postpartum was just angry and bitter already so I just felt like eh this is where I am and this is what it is and that wasn't okay anymore so I began to do the work and I got the help and I definitely needed the experience of medication but that is not who I am going to be through and through so I could just I just been breaking down my thoughts and my patterns with those closest to me and realizing that the more that I pour into my children the more they can meet me where I need them they're still kids so they be pushing the limits or whatever but the asshole moments are less assholey and they're actually moments and that seems to work I'm navigating new spaces, I'm figuring it out, and I'm actually in a place where I can have pride in motherhood instead of the sorrow that I once attached to it, like, damn, I got all these kids, and to talk about that, where the stereotype, it just sat with me, like, okay, black woman, four kids, just quintessential black woman. Or you're good for that whole thought process. I've had six pregnancies and four live births, two miscarriages. And it's like, wow. How did I get there? And then I had to realize that what I chose to do with my body was not a bad thing. And the children that are here are taken care of. And although I did not raise my, my first two on, on my own, my village stood strong. They were still taken care of. 
And I had to grow out of those spaces where I would judge myself. I would look at me funny. I would talk bad about me to me. Like, girl, did you hear a bitch? <laughs> Why am I doing that? In another outer body experience, I had to be intentional with attaching a different personification to myself. What I am saying is the version of me that I am up against sometimes, I had to look at it like another person. I had to approach it like another individual. Because as long as it was me against me, I would definitely lose. Because I can always justify more bad for myself than I can good. But when I am pouring into somebody else, I can go to the bottom of a well and bring you back all the water of motivation and good that there is. Because I need you to see what I see, child. No, I need some of that for myself. There's enough to go around, right? Let me count me in. And I would like to challenge you guys to do the same for you. In the spaces in which you feel like you're having your internal battles, give them a completely different identification. Because some days I know when Siobhan is trying to drive this boat into an iceberg, and when I need at the forefront, like, bitch, if you don't, if you don't stand down, give me the wheel, we going this way. <laughs> And that's literally what it is. And it doesn't matter what name you use. But if you just can look at it like something else, then you can do something with it. Think about the way we handle others. How we be more gentle with our words. We're more commanding and demanding. Because sometimes we're too gentle. Oh, you don't have to try so hard. Oh, you deserve this. Oh, you need a break. But what you deserve is to get out here and show the world what you are made of. Nothing comes to you in complacency. Nothing. So I have been listening to my motivational tapes or videos heavily. Heavily. As I was going through an experience the other day where I was just stressed. And it felt like depression was creeping up at my back door. Like, do my keys still work? It don't. No. And I had to just kind of soak it, sit with it, and process my way through it. And I already was aware that I had another level approaching, another growth level, spiritual. Because I get so fucking sad. (laughs) Oh, God, when your eyes open a little wider, before it is beautiful, there must be sorrow. Because you had no idea what you were looking at all this time. I was missing out on this. Oh, my God. Right? (laughs) So I get through my few days of feeling down and sad and overwhelmed or what have you. And once I made it through that, the depths I was able to push myself to in a good way were just beautiful. So I've been listening to my motivational speeches because one, they kind of help. No, they majorly help. <laughs> they help shape my mind. They help push me when I'm just not like in the fucking mood. They help me remember, excuse me, or remind me that I'm not the only person on this journey or I'm not the only person who has taken this journey. And I'm not the only one that this journey is hard for. We all 
have an experience and to listen to other people account theirs in the most beautifully genuine ways is just something I can't really explain. And so in my tape, I was listening to wherever you are today is the result of what you've done. It is your quote unquote fault. If you are successful, that is your fault. If you are unsuccessful, that is your fault. And you know what? When life sucked for me, I never, I never turned the mirror around to realize I'm the one that got me here. Once we get past what happened to me as a child and the things that I allowed myself to be subject to as an adult, once we get beyond that, I am where I am because of the choices that I made is my own fault. And fault can often seem like a harsh word, but if I take accountability, then I can move out of a fucked up place. I can move out of stagnation and I can change what comfort means to me because comfort needs to be luxury and not just barely making it. Because the ends don't always justify the means. And that was just powerful and it resonated and it stuck with me. And I just kind of was like holding on to it and picking it apart. And aha, light bulbs. If I am where I am because of what I am doing, then let me be way more intentional than I doing. I thought I was doing something already. Oh no, I ain't doing enough. <laughs> not in the literal, you know, what does my schedule look like? No. In the the metaphysical realm, in my spirit, in my soul, in my mental work, in the rearing of my children. If there's a bar, I would like to stand up fast enough and hard enough with such force that it breaks upon my rising. I don't need you to set another one because there is no bar. Let the sky be the limit. There's nothing that we cannot achieve. The one thing that I appreciate about about my growth in life in general is you can literally do whatever you put your mind to. In one of my tapes, they spoke about how impressive the body is and the mind and all of its potential. And we are the ones that set the limits. And I wish I had the exact verbiage because it was something like the body can do anything. It's the mind that sets the limits. Like we don't really realize the power that our mental capacity has or lacks. Everybody wants accountability when it's up. But if the sink is shipping... Sorry, if the ship is sinking and the captain goes down with its ship, it's your fault that the sink the ship is sinking. I'm not sure why my words are doing this to me, but we're here. And I've always been that person. Like, oh my god, in my struggle, in my misery. It felt the most loyal thing to do and say is I am a captain that goes down with their ship. The captain goes down with their ship. And today I still live by this, but I am not going down with a ship that is not holding themselves accountable, that is not doing the work to keep us afloat. Because people can poke holes in that boat and tear some shit up and throw life jackets overboard to watch the captain go down with his ship to see one is you is you about what you be talking about. And hey, misery loves company, we can all go down together. Oh man. 
that's not gonna work for me <laughs> and so I've been in this place where for those who sit closest to me in life as aggravating as it may be I will pick you apart because if you're gonna stand next to me then you're gonna stand next to me in your wholeness in total in your growth and everything because you know what I finally understand birds of a feather flock together. Either I bring you to where I am or you bring me to where you are. And I don't do a lot of backpedaling. I'm good on it. I'm good, love, enjoy, right? Well, y'all work with me. I don't know what's going on with this whole body of mine. It's a body. It do what it want. We know that, right? So I'm hydrating on the side, but... If I could circle these thoughts together, our mind is our most powerful asset, and that's why they say the mind is a terrible thing to waste. And what my children and I have been doing is we've been pushing to read one book a week. And I am not always on track, but I do make sure that I do some type of reading daily. For a six and a seven year old, if you can't read one book a week, you need your ass for that's a joke okay yeah it's a joke they've been doing good um and i like to extend this challenge to everybody else you do not have to read a book a week but if you can read at least a page a day a lot of people um may not know that reading is the proactive measure to warding off amnesia and if i am not mistaken it also helps in keeping parkinson's at bay any of those aging diseases that wipe out the mind can be slowed down or even stopped if you read at least a page a day and not to be funny but our social medias don't count they're just not structured in a way that is giving the brain what it needs as far as reading is concerned and I make it my business to tell my children you want to hide anything from a black person you put it in a book and as nosy as I am bitch you ain't had nothing for me let me see that book <laughs> and I mean that with my heart and I push it onto them so that they'll mean it with their heart as well and if I can push it back over to you because I know a lot of you have heard it and if you're not black still read still read because at the end of the day I cannot fathom what it is to watch a mind or to experience a mind slipping in a body that I am still using. Oh, I got work to do on this planet. I need to be as sharp as I can for as long as I can, so to speak. I'm going to get with this body in a minute. That's my next feat, y'all. I will have my mental exercises down, and then I got to get this physical exercise down. I got to gain like three, four pounds, bitch. And I don't know what it is, honey, about the fupa, but three, four pounds be looking like 25. And I don't like that. Y'all mind me. Don't mind me. Work with me, whatever I'm trying to say. I am all over the place this morning. So we did tape our first podcast, and I was trying to upload it on here, on, on, on the podcast, at least the audio version. And my phone and this Apple storage and all this bullshit is giving me a headache. So, as I can always ask, you guys just work with me, baby. It's grassroots. I am not tech savvy. 
I'm trying to figure it the fuck out. <laughs> I am trying so hard, and I'm going to get it. One thing I know is I am determined. And I keep the mentality and the mindset that one will not outwork me. For the areas in which I am weak, I will find someone who can do the work. <laughs> which brings me to another thought. To my small businesses. To my black-owned businesses. Stop. Stop trying to look out for the cookout, baby. The price is the price is the price. I will go as far as to not support you if you do not charge me your regular price. If you are not having a sale, please do not offer me a discount. And when I say me, I'm talking about everybody. The sum of all parts. You have the skill and the knowledge of something that I do not have or that I am not willing to employ. Charge me for it, as I will do you the same. I don't know. I mean, I understand why we we do this with our people and whatnot. I had a, this experience with a young lady the other day. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I had this experience the other day, and I'm like, sis, are you are you trying to? No, ma'am. What is your rate? Because <laughs> you know what. I want full freight because when I run my ass down to the McDonald's and the Chick-fil-A and Ross and Burlington and them, the people ain't asking me for no discount. I ain't asking them for one either. I mean, they're not giving me one. And I'm not asking. I put everything on the counter and be like, how much? Swipe, 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 swipe. Let me do the same for you. The real estate of your intellectual property is worth the land that it sits on. Please charge what the fuck you are worth. You owe that much to yourself. And for those of us, whether you own a business or not, we are all consumers in one way or another. Please, please, if you are not in the major corporations begging for these same discounts in lookouts, don't do this with the small businesses, the black-owned businesses. Put your debit card on the table and get the fuck about the people establishment. Because I'm not understanding... Why Michael Gores and Louie and why I said whoever the fuck people is wearing these days, how these people are worth full freight. And somebody that is in the bottom, grassroots and they think chasing their dream. Y'all don't understand the blood, sweat, and tears, and some of you do, that go into a fucking dream. And I don't say that to minimize it, baby. I say it for you to understand the magnitude. Blood, sweat, and tears. You could not have a discount. I thank you so much for lending me your hearts, your ears, and your soul. And if I can give you guys something to look forward to, I am fingers crossed that I can drop this damn book next week. When I say, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> I've been chasing this final edit, final method that so I can publish. And you know me, again, grassroots, I will drop this book like I got it, baby. It's like, come on. So y'all work with me. No, fuck that. Y'all hold on for a second. I'm finna drop this joint within a week or two. That is my vow to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your safe space. Thank you for a judgment-free zone. Thank you for thoughts and perspectives that you don't speak that me challenge mine that one day I hope I get to meet. Thank you for being you. 
You're beautiful. You are loved. You are worthy. You are everything that you need. You are dope as fuck. Peace, love, and fucking butterflies.